Hey guys, welcome to the Kids Inc. Podcast. I am your host, Susan Yeager, and this is episode lucky number 13, part one. And boy, have I got a surprise for you guys. You talk about something special coming your way. I really hope you guys are surprised and love this as much as I am loving bringing it to you. Guys, right now it's September 14th, and tomorrow is the Kids Inc. podcast birthday. The podcast turns one year old. So believe it or not, it has been a whole year since I gathered up my nerve and thought, I wonder if there are any fans out there that would like to hear my stories, that would like to hear more about Kids Incorporated, and I just ran with it, and you guys have been unbelievable. I cannot tell you how much your love and support and just being a fan of Kids Incorporated and reaching out to me and telling me that this podcast has brought you joy. I am so excited and I am so happy and I am so thrilled to celebrate the podcast's first birthday. So I've got something really, really special for you guys and then I'm going to shut up and let you guys enjoy this and I will come back to you at the end of the broadcast. But what I did was um, I got Tom Lynch, Moosey Dreyer, Jerry Shirell, and Brian Poth, four of the first people the podcast interviewed this year in honor of Kids Incorporated, three cast members and one producer, the Uber producer, Tom Lynch, all reunited just for the podcast's first birthday. I can't believe it. Much love to these guys. Thank you so much for doing this for me and for the fans. And uh, without further ado, you guys, let's be a fly on the wall and listen to this really fun conversation. I'll be back at the end. See you soon. We're getting another person. Hi, Hello. Everybody. Hey. Hi. Hi, Susan. Everybody's coming. Oh, everyone's coming at the same time. Oh, Wow. Hello, Brian and I were just saying we're nervous. I don't know why we're so nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous. Moosey, Moosey. Tommy Lynch <laughs> in the flesh. And Brian, how are you? Hi. Hi, everybody. And there's Jerry. Hey, oh, Jerry. We win. Oh, my Jerry gosh. Jerry Oh, my gosh. You guys, like, I've been emotional this weekend. I don't know why. And now all of a sudden I just want to cry. Like, it's so good to see everybody. You guys all look so young, and this this old guy became this old guy. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> Tommy. Tommy, Tommy, we're you. It's you and I. We're the, it's so we're the good ones to who, see you. We're Every the ones who know who Jack Benny is. Exactly. <laughs> Jerry, you're how not, are you? You look well. Oh, you're on mute. Wait, your audio is not working, Jerry. Oh, hold on. Jerry's talking. We can't hear him. There's one in every crowd, and this time it's Jerry. Wow. Yeah. Hold on. Everybody else seems to be working, though. We're good so far. Bottom left. Go to that arrow <laughs> next to mute. It should be a drop down. Pick your audio. <laughs> Moosey's got it. And as, as far as lighting goes, I need uh, Carl Gibson. Um, I, I, that, what a name. A great yes. Emmy winner on this show, right? I loved him. Yeah. He, he's in Palm Springs doing, he retired there. And Jimmy Como, remember Jimmy? Yeah. Of course I remember Jimmy. And they're doing local theater down there, both retired and 
No it's way. still fighting with each other. They're still yelling at each other. So <laughs> it's all good. Um, one's lighting the other, and the other's setting. <laughs> exactly. Let me tell you something about Jimmy Kimmel. I learned so much. What What's that? What part of the world? I'm in the Hol I'm in the Hollywood Hills. I bought a house. This same house, 25, uh, 26 years ago. Nice. And um, when I was younger, I moved around so much that as soon as I was able to purchase a home and stay here, right. it's nice and quiet up here, you know, I didn't want to move again. So I just, I'm just still here. Good for you, man. Good, Good for you. Are you directing? Is it, you yes, directing? I am. I'm about to direct a um, single camera, you know, one of those Hallmark movies. Good. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I awesome. learned multi-camera through you mm -hmm. in that booth. Right, right. Oh, and I was going to say about um, Jimmy Cuomo. I honestly learned so much in one exchange from him. Because when I got to direct uh, Kids Incorporated, which I owe so much to you, um, he came up to me one day and he said to me, is that your master shot? You know, and you know how green I was. I'm like, uh, as far as I know, yeah, you know. It was. And I realized how important the, um, you know, the art design, the set design was in the master yep. and how not to, um, or how to include, you know, what's so important and have, have the visual tell the story just if you were to mute it and just look, you know, right. Right. and every, I've always brought that with me on any, um, any job. Um, it was amazing. Yeah. But I learned a lot from all you guys, you know. I think the whole journey was interesting because we all learned so much from each other. Like you, you actually were the award winner on the show. I mean, you had a couple of Emmys or whatever by the time you got to the show. And I was so paranoid about, I hope they don't fire me. On one <laughs> hand, I'm acting like, yeah, I know everything. Leave me alone. And inside I'm like, I don't know a thing about what I'm doing. I hope this works. <laughs> no, I mean, you, you knew you. exactly what you were doing. You were so, so good. You were such a great showrunner. Honest to goodness. Go. There he is. Do we have audio? Okay, we got you now. Can, can you hear me? Because I'm on a new So I'm on a new computer and this is my first Zoom. So all the settings were like effed up. So <laughs> now I'm clear. Okay. Yeah. Jerry, you look great. You look Thank great. You. Thank you guys. Look at you. Thank you. I think I'm, the uh, consensus from when I talked to everybody was Tommy was so young. None yeah. of us realized at the time how young you were right. until we like got 25? older. Like I was 24, 25 or something, right? It was, yeah. It was, it's insane. Oh, oh. I what remember is my best story. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize how young you were because you're not thinking of age when you're, when you're 13 or 14. But right. I remember my mother talking to my dad about it. Right. Because you were new, obviously, from the pilot to then the, then the series. Sure. And I remember sure. my mother talking there's this, you know, there's, there's a teenager running this show. <laughs> I just remember her saying that. And I was like, Oh, well, he's young, but I don't know. It's cool. Fine. I'm fine. <laughs> well, I, I had come out of, I've been doing music videos, directing wow. music videos up until that point. So it was kind of it. And uh, I remember when I saw the, the first, whatever that pilot was, I'm not too sure what that first thing was. It, my mind was they were making music videos out of songs. I think the police, you sang one song was a police song or something like that. Yeah. I was like, no, no, no. This has to connect with story. This has, We have to tell a story here. And it was really 42nd Street. I'd been in New York and I'd seen 42nd Street. I went, yeah, that's what this should be. Yeah. And that was really the kind of what led it. 
And the, the oddest thing about the show to me was the, the key mistake I made, and I apologize so much for this now, was that I wanted to do Menudo, where the oldest one went out and the youngest one came in. And Jerry, I am so fucking sorry about that <laughs> because I shouldn't have done that. And I apologize publicly, wherever. That was like, that was a mistake. And so I'm so sorry for that. Ah, it's but, okay. You know, and, and going through that then, I've talked about this before. I, I realized it was kind of like this Menudo thing. I also know that I grew... I think four inches over that break anyway. So I yeah. would have been towering yeah. over Stacy even more so than I already was in the show. Um, and and I just remember thinking to me, I, I don't know if you can remember this, Tommy, but I remember complaining a lot about, I mean, I was a complainer. I, I was complaining a lot about the scripts being really young all of a sudden, because we had started right. taping and we had yep. done like ones that were really about the band and like Gloria wanting to be in this like, um, um, like part of this high school society uh, right. kitsch and I wanted to lead the band and I wanted to lead it my way. And then we started doing the younger shows. And I remember asking, right. why are we doing this? What do you, why am I talking to a leprechaun and a robot? And a, and you guys had, <laughs> had explained to me, cause I was just like, what the hell? I thought this was going to be fame. You know, I thought this was going to be right. like a, a younger fame. And now here I am with a freaking robot. And you guys <laughs> said to me, well, the, with the research is in there. We're on the air now. And the research is in, and it's the the people watching are like four to twelve years old. Right, right. And I right, was right, like, right. oh shit. Okay, well, let's <laughs> roll it. Let's roll it. You know? <clears throat> well, to speak to that, Jerry, I totally understand that because even though I wasn't, um, you know, I'm, I was definitely clearly older than you guys. Um, I sort of had a feeling too for a minute, you know, early on about about the things you just said. However. Then you go up to realize, well, wait a minute. So when we were that age, when we we're young, you want to be older, you want to be cooler, you want to yeah. be all these things, you know. Now we just want to be young, but um, <laughs> you know, and 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 then once you realize who your demographic is and how important these messages were, you know, it's funny. I'm doing a show right now that um, I kind of equate to Kids Incorporated, and I kind of call it the Flintstone vitamin of entertainment. What I mean by that is like. You know, it's um, wrapped up in a, a fun, colorful, comedic package, but the, the messages are poignant and layered and important. And that's what Kids yeah. Incorporated was. And until I realized that, I sort of felt similar to you. And Brian, you can't be this quiet in real life, young man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brian, if you don't jump in, you ain't gonna be heard. <laughs> no, I'm so, this crowd. I, just talk. I said this before we started today, and probably like before. I'm, I was such a fan of Kids Incorporated. Like I could not believe, cause by the time I got on as a dancer, it, it was season four. So I had been watching the show like religiously, you know? And so to be, to get on the show was like a dream come true. It never really felt real. Um, and then there was never any record of it, like until recently, cause none of it, you can't see it. It didn't air. It wasn't, right, you know, right. once it was over, it was over. Right. Um, but now, I mean, whoever's in charge of like going back in the time machine, <laughs> like figuring out how to remaster these like tapes, it's like watching it. It's really cool. It's a um, new thing has happened to the show. The I got a call about two months ago from Vanity Fair that was saying like, they wanted to do a story that that whole thing on Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie is Ken and Barbie. And the story was what were 80 stars, kid stars. Now they're movie stars, right? That kind of thing. 
And so the woman got my name and whatever the writer and she called up and, you know, we talked about it and we talked about Kids Incorporated and it turned into an article more about Kids Incorporated and about how that they, was the first of all these shows yeah. that then, then from that, the, and I actually said, I said the Mickey Mouse Club came because Disney hated the fact that MGM had rights to the show. That's what killed <laughs> Disney Incorporated. It wasn't a rating. It was Disney doing what Disney does. <laughs> and, um, and they actually put the headline that Kids Incorporated uh, created the, the the teen star process. Disney perfected it. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll live yeah. with that. I'll go with <laughs> yeah. that one. Yeah, that Listen, was cool. there, yeah. there were enough uh, Kids Incorporated references on Glee to know that you had yeah. a successful yeah. show. Yeah. yeah, I ran into Ryan Murphy one time, and oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> someone said that and he said, "Oh, Kids Incorporated." And I wanted to say, "You mother." <laughs> <laughs> Pardon me, pardon me. I should have, but I didn't. I was polite and graceful. Like, and he said, Oh, yeah, Kids Incorporated. That was lovely. And I'm thinking, Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was, you know, it was such a, for all of us, like, you know, Moosey, you had already had a career. Um, and what the thing about Moosey, which was so vital for me, <clears throat> was I needed an adult around that wasn't a creepy adult. Like mm -hmm. somebody had to be an adult in that room and anybody like the, everybody that came in for the role was like too old or too weird. It was too creepy. And when Moosey came in for it, it was like, yeah, he's kind of at that perfect age where you feel safe with them, but he's not weird or anything. And it was, uh, you That's really had that great restraint of your, the comedy played so much off of you because you didn't reach for the joke. You played it. It was really interesting how you did it. And I've used you as a reference a lot where I've said, don't reach for the joke. The material's there. Just let it play. Just let it play. Don't go reach for it. And you trust. were actually, yeah. And yeah, trust, trust. I thought, I, I, where is this going anyways? Is this going like on a podcast or something? Yes, yes. <laughs> I thought at one point that Jerry and Martika were going to kill each other. I swear oh, yeah. to God. They were like the, the Tracy and Hepburn of pop music stars. Awesome. Yeah. Every oh, time. Uh, I can confirm that the, it was near. <laughs> you had such a musical language, Jerry, at such a young age. You had an understanding of music and composition and staging. You kind of were beyond your years in that. Yeah, yeah. God love her. Yeah. She, where's the light? Where's the yeah. camera? Yeah. Where's it at? She was, she was very ready for the light, the camera. And I was very like, um, I, I remember I, I had talked about this before. I would bring in records to your offices. Right. And I would play yeah. with the music supervisor. I would bring a crate. My mom would drop me off. And right. I'd go into the offices. And if I wasn't in a scene that day or something, or if I wasn't on the stage, right. I'd be playing records with the guy. We would just spin yeah. records in there. Rasan would right. walk in. You'd go, up, oh, put that in the show. What is it? Find that one and do that one. And yeah, they got to sing it together. And, you know, it was it I was think hysterical. you introduced me to Prince. I think that you were playing Prince. I would die for you. And it was like, mm -hmm. it blew my mind. That song yeah. was like, oh my God, that's yeah. such a kissing song for us. I just remember bringing in like Pointer Sisters and, mm -hmm. and, Olivia and right, was, right, was right. Like, oh, we should do right. this. We should do this. We should do this. Because right. I was a crazy music uh, brain. I was a jukebox. So I, I, I forget who the music supervisor was then. But he, I, I look back and I think, oh, that poor guy must have thought, what the <laughs> frick is this kid doing in my office and taking my job? Well, Jerry, do you remember, and, and Tom, how did they pick who sang what? I know a lot of it was lent to what was in the script. But how yeah. did they figure everything else out? I think it was definitely Michael Cruz. And I think Jerry had a big voice in it because Jerry was like the spokesman of music in the group there. Joey, Jerry had a musical language that was beyond mine as far as what 
records and keys and all that stuff. And Michael Cruz really ran all of that. Michael yeah. really had his handle on that. And obviously the scripts would be, this is featuring Jerry, this is featuring a song, this is featuring someone. And then yeah. he would work the parts out around that. That's kind a of- A lot of that would come from, obviously the production number is about the story. And this, right. um, this solo moment is about the story. And sometimes the songs and concerts, maybe at least the last one would be about the story, but the other ones were just- uh, oh, let's open with this Rick Springfield. Jerry, you're singing it. Oh, let's open right. with this Sheila E. Martika, right. you do it. And 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 I had said before, you know, a lot of times, uh, uh, Marta and I would would be doing the leads uh, vocals on that stuff because we were one two takes, we were out the door. Right. Where you some of the other skilled. kids would take, you guys it would take very longer. Skilled. Yeah. yeah, you were yeah. very skilled on that. You knew oh. you knew young age on that. <laughs> now, Brian, yeah. when you goodness. showed up, who was the choreographer when you showed up? Was Doreen. Doreen. Yeah. Doreen. Uh, Doreen. Um, yeah, she was there four and five. And then I I think was she there in six? Lester showed no. up. Lester Wilson Lester showed, showed up, up somewhere six. along the way at that place. Yeah, and I had uh, met Doreen uh doing an episode of Mr. Belvedere. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and um yeah, and she was like, she was Doreen, you know, you just fell in love with her. And I just like idolized her. She, I had never been worked so hard in my life. And um, and it made you want to just do better. She made you want to do more, do better, be better, be faster, stop chewing right. your nails, all the stuff that right. like she's, right, right. she's the she is the first woman other than my mother that I was afraid of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got to go with Jerry on this. I yeah. would walk down to the stage to see rehearsals, and I would hear this tone of voice, and literally do a U-turn and go back to my office. <laughs> yeah, no, let she, that she, stay there. Let that go. She scared the hell out of me, and also because, as everyone will know, I'm not a dancer. I'm not a trained dancer, and she was stuck with me. And so she would, I remember telling her and telling probably you too, Tommy, like on the second episode, guys, don't put me in production numbers. Don't have me sing them because I can't dance. And if you do, I'm standing in the back because I cannot learn those. My mind (laughs) could not. I was not coordinated. Find a free dance and trying to do the stuff on the stage. Right, right, right. Production numbers. But when we did the pilot, again, I'm a year younger then. Right. She had, they they invented the bullhorn for her on the set Mm -hmm. of the pilot. (laughs) And yeah, I'm still seeing a hearing specialist. And, and also, because of me, and two, they gave her a prop rifle that Ooh. she would, yes, she would follow me with. And right. because during the pilot, I, I got the pilot without dancing, I got right. based just on singing. She would, she would be like, um, uh, rock this town, rock you inside out, jump. Jump, rock this town, rock you inside out. Jump, Jerry, jump with the bullhorn and the gun. And I'm going. <laughs> it's, I, it's I can hear time. her yes. in yeah. the episodes yes, that now. I'm in. I can still hear like, Stacy, st- smile, kids. Like all the stuff, you know, raise your arms. Brian, stop doing that. Go. If the fans don't know and hit me with your best shot, you can see her sitting in the audience on the bleachers with her microphone and oh you can actually God. see her and hit me with your oh best shot. So yeah, you guys got to go back and look at that. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Has anyone heard me. from Doreen or seen Doreen over the years? I've I, not seen I am thinking of exercising my stalker's ability and trying yeah. to track her down because I think I maybe would, I think maybe Rasan has, but I'm I'm yeah. that could have been a few years ago even at that. But I have to tell you, when I worked on it, my job was playing the music for the dancers, and it to as a fan, Brian, you you could understand 
coming in and sitting in an empty soundstage with her and watching her work was one of the most amazing experiences I will ever have. And knowing that watching it in the ninth season, that this was her process in the first season and and watching her work those things out, I will just never forget it. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah, I was terrified of her too. I ain't going to (laughs) lie. But but yeah, it was amazing. Well, she was a large part of the formula that that worked with Kids Inc. And, you know, it was Tommy and Gary. And then Doreen, she ran a portion of the show that was uh, just ever important to the show. And I'll say this about Doreen. Yeah, she was, you know, I may have turned around in the hallway and headed back the other direction myself from time to time. I may or may not have. I'm not going to admit anything. But no, but, you know, the thing is, she was always short of like she'd get the performance, though, out of those kids. And how what if you think about what a difficult task, the amount of work, the three episodes a week. Those numbers, all those production numbers and kids attention spans and everything else going around. That's quite a task. And and, you know, she did pull the performances out of them short of, you know, the old school trick of, you know, telling a child they have to put their dog down to get him to cry in the scene (laughs) or whatever. You know, you know, she wasn't abusive. She was she was a sergeant. And and then, you know, you respected her and respected that. And she sure served the show. Well, I think the talent that was around the show, I mean, you guys obviously, to learn that many pages now, I'm trying to, I'm doing a show right now, I'm trying to get six pages a day done with a young cast, right? You guys were doing 20, like wow. literally, you were doing, yeah. and then there was wow. the music day, and then the concert day to do those numbers was incredible. Um, but th- if you looked at like Gary and I certainly had our position on the show, but then there was the creative forces were you know, I would write the stories and protect them, I guess. But then there was between Michael Cruz, Doreen and Jimmy Como. That was like that was as much the secret sauce as anything as any of us were in the whole show, because I mean, Jimmy kept saying things like, no, we're going to do a, a toy. A, I, I can do a toy shop. I go, how are you going to do that? He goes, I don't, don't worry about it. I got thirty two dollars. I'm going to do a toy shop. <laughs> <laughs> Great set, which I'm like, OK, that's what we're doing. And he would yell at me. He would say, dude, you can't do this. You can't do this. As you guys know, I love Jimmy. He's godfather to two of my children and all that stuff. And I still talk to him regularly. But my God, was he mad at me all the time. Just all the time, he seemed to be mad at me. Well, Michael Cruz and Doreen, they had this weird, they worked off of each other. I won't say they worked together, but they were always pushing for their section of it that I think made it overall better. It really made it something magical what, to come to it. And then, you know, you guys as the actors and me as a writer coming into it kind of filled in. But those three, they were, yeah. they were amazing. They carried I, a lion's share of it all. That's what I take away is yeah. that, like, even though you were Oz behind the curtain, I mean, right. how reliant must you have been of Doreen and, and, uh, and Jimmy? 100%. And I mean, without, what are you going to... What are you going to do? Go in and choreograph a number or go light, you know, set the, uh, the, you know, it's such a nice collaboration or, you right. know, it was, it was really fun. That was kind of, and I was so early in my career of trying to figure out where you exert power, where you didn't. And the only place that I think I exerted it was in protecting the show. Like when MGM, I don't even know if you guys know this. We were in the end of season one and there's that guy, George Paris. He was from MGM. No, John Levoff. It must have been season two, the MGM guy. And he was this very kind of very perfect executive, well-spoken, very 
he just interesting executive guy. And he came in and he said, he said, MGM will sue you. And I went, oh, me? What for? You have not been taking our notes. I go, well, yeah, I have. And what I've been doing is they gave me script notes and I would rewrite them and send them the notes. And then I'd shoot our original version. <laughs> and, I, and I didn't know that was wrong. I thought, okay, they want to see that. Like, I didn't know that was wrong. Then. I was like, they were so pissed off at me. I thought they were going to kill me. Oh. So, but we got through that. Okay. <laughs> but you know, you were a trailblazer, Tommy. Um, I Susan was kind enough to ask me to do this. I want I feel like maybe a year ago or whenever yeah, we did. Almost, it. yeah. And um, and I watched her interview with you. Mm-hmm. And um the whole idea about the Don Kirshner thing, how you snuck in and got in and made it happen, reminded me of the movie Almost Famous for some reason. But like you just got in there, right. you know, right? Uh, maybe the Sa- I want to say it was the Santa Monica Auditorium or somewhere in yeah, there where it was Santa Monica Civic. That was it. Yeah. yeah. And um, you know, you were just destined to make it. You could tell by just that capsule in your story. You were just destined to like tell your do it your way, you know. And I think it's hilarious. It's like, yeah, I got your notes, and here's here's the changes. So here's the proof I read them. Anyway, let's go shoot our show. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. That was, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was, those were interesting times. And still to this day, I think there's still a part of me that, you know, I'm so grateful that they allowed me to keep working, right? I get, I got to have a nice life out of this whole thing. And at the same time, I get so enraged when anything threatens what I'm trying to do. And it's, I don't think it's ego. I think it's no, 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 no. You guys will just f- up. screw it up you know what i mean he'll just screw it up this will be better and sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't so but we'll see yeah (laughs) you you just wanted to make sure it was done right and i and now that i'm listening to you speak i don't think you ever wrote that episode about curse words and how wrong they are (laughs) (laughs) never came out of me that never never (laughs) that was not a kids ink lesson no i gotta tell you though tommy paid it forward because i (laughs) wrote to him after coming to the set for several years and i tell the story all the time this was right before email started and sent him a letter and said i'm in college i can do an internship at the news like everybody else or i can come out there and maybe there's something i could do for you and you know and he called me and said your letter showed up on a really bad day i'm gonna have you come work for me and I went out that summer and Brian and I worked on Shusha and right. then Kids Incorporated. And wow. so where he slid in, he opened the door for everybody else, swung it open. But I was, I was scared originally, Tommy, because you would come in every day and be like, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired. Susan, order everyone pizza. everyone beats it it would all be okay you know (laughs) there was there was a massive amount of fear like i said incredible fear inside like oh my god because i had no other backup plan of what i was going to do in life this was it and so there was fear so i knew the only way i could get that fear was incredible bravado which uh i hope over time has mellowed out into something a little more humility i I hope to god it has but Okay, guys, is this not like one of the best birthday surprises ever? <laughs> like, I hope you guys are enjoying this as much as I am. I really, I really love just listening to these guys. Um, fun fact, I had a whole bunch of questions prepared. I was going to try to steer it in a direction of celebration theme or, you know, birthday theme. 
and really it was just a runaway train that they started talking and it just took off uh, on a life of its own and I just kind of sat back and enjoyed the ride I was like I don't know what's happening here but I'm just gonna go with it well, my guys were fabulous so again just my deepest thanks to Tom Lynch, Jerry Shirell, Brian Poth, and Moosey Dreyer. I just cannot thank you guys enough for doing this for me. I, I, you're amazing. You're so amazing. Anyway, a couple things I wanted to point out. Um, just I always, always want to take the opportunity to give a shout out to Eris at KidsInc.us who does the YouTube channel. When Brian was talking about looking it up on YouTube, I kind of wanted to throw out Eris's name but just didn't have the chance. So I always want to recognize Eris. He is always there for me when I call or send a message and say, hey, can you do this for me? Can you make this audio louder? Can you isolate this video? He always delivers. And so I I feel bad that I didn't get the opportunity to mention that in the middle of the podcast. So Eris, thank you always. Um, The second thing, it was kind of funny when Jerry was talking about Doreen and not dancing, um, and one of the funny things I wanted to point out was after he mentioned uh, in Jerry's podcast about Shanice not um, dancing, I went back and watched like the X marks the spot. Um, Treasure Hunt is the production number. And it's so funny the way they that Doreen choreographed that. Um, so you didn't realize she wasn't quite the dancer that everybody else was. She was a vocalist. And so just more props to Doreen for playing to everyone's strengths and coming up with routines where you didn't notice Jerry wasn't a dancer and and Shanice was more of a vocalist than a dancer. You never even notice that until someone else points it out to you. So I just wanted to say more props to her for taking everybody's strengths and playing to them in what she was tasked with choreographing. Anyway, I'm going to shut up now. This podcast is probably running a little long. But um, I did just want to thank you guys again from the bottom of my heart. This year has completely surprised me. There were so many highs, so many lows um, that I just wasn't expecting. And it's it's been a true roller coaster. But one of the best things to come out of this last year was finding all of you guys, getting to share these stories, getting to talk with these cast members and uh, producers. And and I really, really, to quote Kids Incorporated or use a Kids Inc. pun, I truly hope this is only the beginning. So thank you guys for being here this last year. I will get more of this conversation processed as soon as possible. I love you guys. Find us on social media. Email kidsincpodcast at gmail.com. Tell me what you want to see. Tell me what you think is working. Tell me what you think is not working. You won't hurt my feelings. And just thank you again from the bottom of my heart for getting the podcast to its first birthday. I couldn't have done it without you guys. I so appreciate you. And I will see you really, really soon. Thank you so much. (laughs) 